Nick Abbott on LBC. Call 0345 6060 973. Uh, let's go to America and talk to uh, my good friend Simon Marks. You don't mind if I describe you like that, do you, Simon? Oh, I certainly don't, Nick. Excellent. Uh, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, yes. You must be tired. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Fresh as a daisy. Thanks for asking. Now, let's talk about um, the uh, screaming Mimi, the uh, ex-powder puff president, Donald Trump. There's, um, there's a development. There is a development. Uh, we learnt today through a court filing that at the beginning of December, Donald Trump, Ivanka Trump, his daughter, and Donald Trump Jr., his eldest son, were all served subpoenas by the New York Attorney General Letitia James. And just remember, a subpoena is uh, an order that legally compels the recipient to cooperate with an investigation that is underway. And in this case, uh, Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York, has uh, spent the last three years leading a civil probe of Donald Trump's business empire. Not a criminal probe. This isn't a case that can result in Donald Trump or his kids being sent to jail but it is a case that certainly were it to be proven in a court of law could lead them facing uh, from some very very substantial fines uh, Letitia James putting together uh, a case that suggests that fraud may have been committed uh, within the Trump organization Donald Trump's business empire uh, she is investigating whether Donald Trump fraudulently inflated the value of his company's assets uh, in a bid to secure bank loans and then understated the value of his assets when he was filing his taxes in a bid to reduce his tax bill. So we learned today that these subpoenas were delivered to Donald Trump, Ivanka Trump and Donald Trump Jr. at the beginning of December. Uh, that sheds new light on Donald Trump's decision in the middle of December to file a lawsuit of his own against Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York. <laughs> accusing her of engaging in a witch hunt and calling on uh, the courts to intervene and shut her investigation down. Mm. Uh, highly unlikely, of course, that the courts are going to do that. Tonight, there's been a statement from the New York Attorney General released within the last hour. She says, for more than two years, members of the Trump family and the Trump organization have continually sought to delay and impede our investigation into Donald Trump and the Trump organization. But despite their names, they must play by the same rules as everyone else. She goes on to say these delay tactics will not stop us from following the facts or the law, which is why we will be asking the court to compel Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka Trump to testify with our office under oath, our investigation, she pledges, will continue undeterred. So uh, this all indicates that there's going to be considerable more activity in the courts in New York as uh, the authorities there, in this case the Attorney General of New York State, seek to force Donald Trump and two of his kids to testify under oath uh, about the investigation that she's launching. They can, of course, uh, plead the Fifth Amendment. They can say, I'm not going to tell you anything because under the advice of my lawyers I'm going to plead the Fifth Amendment against self-incrimination, but you do have to show up and testify and cooperate with the investigation and uh, clearly they are trying to uh, delay
delay all of this for as long as they can in a bid to head off the day when they have to swear on the Bible and answer some questions. Now, the the sort of thing that they've been accused of, of doing is uh, like, like a golf course, for instance. He's got a golf club outside New York City, uh, which was valued at $50 million. But when it came to paid tax, it was valued at $1.4 million. Yes. Exactly. Uh, and did he is he accused of trying to raise funds on the golf course by using it as leverage and saying that this golf course is worth 50 million therefore you can uh, a bank can lend me whatever. Um and then for tax reasons saying it's not worth 50 it's worth 1.4. Uh, wh- which bit of it is the is the fraudulent part that they're looking at? Is it the getting the money from a bank? with uh, an overestimate or is it paying tax on the underestimate or both well well yeah both i mean but just to be clear he's not currently accused of anything they're still in investigative mode but we know from all the reporting that we've seen uh, that the direction of this particular probe is looking at precisely that did he uh, try uh, to con people at both ends of the equation over inflate the value of assets in a bid to secure loans on favorable terms because as uh, as you know he's always uh, spoken in uh, very uh, highfalutin terms about uh, the, uh, the, um, the the financial resources that he has at his disposal through the assets that his company owns. Uh, so on the one hand, they're looking to see whether he overinflated the uh, value of those assets in a bid to secure loans from uh, banks and other financiers on uh, advantageous terms to him. But at the other end, uh, when it came to filing for taxes, understating the value of the assets in a bid uh, the investigation may uh, claim uh, to cheat Uncle Sam out of uh, the relevant tax payments that he should have been making had he been reporting the value of those assets accurately. Now, again, these are only investigations. They're not accusations yet. They're not rising to the level of charges, uh, but it is pretty evident in which direction this particular investigation, or there's lots of other investigations out there, it's pretty evident in which direction this investigation is going. Is a subpoena the thing that Steve Bannon, his uh, ex-right-hand yes. man, um, refused? And um, what was the consequence there? Yeah, not just Steve Bannon, also the former White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, uh, has been subpoenaed uh, to appear, as was Steve Bannon, uh, before the investigating committees in Congress that are looking into the January the 6th insurrection uh, almost exactly a year ago on Capitol Hill by uh, the former president's conspiracy theory-believing uh, Supporters, uh, those subpoenas uh, relate to charges that Steve Bannon is now facing, criminal charges of contempt of Congress for failing to show up and testify. He will go on trial in July. He's made one court appearance already uh, to deny the charges that he faces. He could be jailed were he to be convicted uh, at trial. I think a possible maximum 15-year sentence. I'd have to go and check uh, my notes on that, but certainly a, a fairly hefty custodial sentence could be uh, handed down in connection with that were he to be convicted. Mark Meadows, the former White House Chief of Staff, uh, has not yet been uh, charged. He's not yet facing an indictment, uh, but he too has ignored subpoenas to show up and testify before those committees of Congress. The, the thing about what's taking place up on Capitol Hill 
is slightly different than what's taking place in New York because it is actually unprecedented for top aides of a former president uh, to be criminally charged for refusing to go along with investigations. In the case of Steve Bannon, one of the reasons why the criminal indictment could be handed down was because he wasn't actually on Donald Trump's payroll at the White House. He wasn't on the public payroll and hadn't been for three years by the time the January the 6th insurrection occurred. So he couldn't claim executive privilege that he was shielded from having to testify about his conversations with Donald Trump. But while the Attorney General in New York is leading this civil investigation into Donald Trump's business empire and perhaps the net there is closing in, maybe, there is absolutely clear evidence on Capitol Hill that Democrats and those Republicans who are supporting them in the investigation into the January the 6th insurrection are heading towards the possibility of making a criminal referral with regard to the former president's conduct because uh, Congresswoman Liz Cheney, a Republican who of course voted to impeach Donald Trump after January the 6th, uh, says that there is now first-hand evidence that those committees have gathered that Donald Trump was sitting in the White House watching the violence on Capitol Hill unfold on television and absolutely resisting numerous efforts, including some by his own daughter, Ivanka, and the aforementioned Donald Trump Jr., to get him to go on television and call the baying mob off. So uh, there's sort of a pincer movement going on here. On the one hand, up in New York, you've got this investigation into his business empire. On the other hand, here in Washington, D.C., the investigation into January the 6th. And what the Trumps are trying to do is, to the best of their ability, run out the clock on both of these. They want to delay and obfuscate and refuse to cooperate and file lawsuits left and right in a bid to try and head off any possible day when they may have to answer for uh, for their actions. And if Trump does run and does uh, then uh, win the presidency again, th- that will be the ultimate get-out-of-jail-free card, won't it? Well, the ultimate get-out-of-jail-free card, as far as January the 6th is concerned, could come sooner than that. Because remember, in November now of this year, 11 months away, we've got midterm elections here. And uh, the uh, entire House of Representatives and one-third of the Senate will be up for grabs. At the moment, the Democrats enjoy wafer-thin majorities on Capitol Hill, and Republicans fervently believe that with Joe Biden's presidency so badly bruised after less than a year, they think they're going to recapture control of both houses of Congress. If they do that, not only will all the investigations into January the 6th come to a crashing halt, and the the, the Trumps on the issue of January the 6th will be... be happy to uh, breathe a sigh of relief and won't have to worry about answering for what took place here a year ago today. Um, But also, it will be absolutely apparent uh, that the way will then be clear potentially for Donald Trump to seek re-election and he will hope a return to the White House in 2024, at which point he would be in a position to issue pardons again to people like Steve Bannon, who by that point may have been convicted of contempt of Congress, might even be characterised by Donald Trump as a political prisoner. I mean, we're wandering down several speculative avenues there, but the one thing that is not speculative is we've got midterm elections next November, 
and they are absolutely going to be pivotal in determining at least whether the investigations into January the 6th continue. The Business Empire investigations up in New York, they will continue regardless, but again, they're civil at this point, they're not criminal. Now, to the south of all uh, that, uh, the Brazilian president, the Br Brazil's Trump, Jair Bolsonaro, is in hospital with an intestinal blockage. Is he, he feeling is. dyspeptic because it looks like he's going to get wiped out at the next election in Brazil? Well, he certainly wasn't looking dyspeptic in the picture that he tweeted of himself in the hospital bed, very much with a Donald Trump thumbs up today. This is the second time uh, Brazil's Trump, Jair Bolsonaro, uh, has been uh, hospitalised. He fell ill uh, while he was uh, on holiday over the New Year period. They airlifted him uh, to Sao Paulo this morning. And as was the case last July, uh, he's suffering from an intestinal a blockage of some kind. Uh, that doctors say may be linked to an attempt on his life when he ran for the presidency first time around. Because remember, he almost died. He was stabbed uh, at a campaign appearance in that first attempt, the successful attempt to become Brazilian president. I mean, he was always uh, uh, pretty reactionary and a populist uh, ripped from the pages of Donald Trump in that election campaign. But, he, but no one knew uh, how far he was going to go once he got into office, encountered the pandemic and absolutely vigorously denied uh, the threat that COVID-19 posed and continues to pose to Brazil. Um, I did see reports earlier in the day that suggested that he may have to uh, undergo an operation. There is some suggestion that he may need surgery. Certainly his attempt to secure re-election uh, has run into uh, tremendous difficulty over the last few months because uh, of uh, his handling of COVID-19. And you can see uh, particularly the elites in Brazil absolutely tur turning their backs on him. He's got a while to go because that election doesn't take place until October. Uh, so everything uh, potentially still to play for. Uh, we don't yet, I think, have an understanding of just how serious his medical situation is. But as I say, in that picture that he tweeted earlier today, he was at least uh, feeling well enough to sit up in bed, give the thumbs up and indicate to his supporters. And he still has many supporters in Brazil, uh, that uh, he, uh, he's, he feels like he's going to be OK. Um, and the, the chap that is on current polling, uh, likely to beat him, is, has already been a two-term leader of Brazil. He's 75 years old. He fell from grace after corruption convictions. I mean, it's, um, it, it's not comforting almost to know that uh, America and uh, Britain are not necessarily the laughing stocks of the world. There are a couple of other countries that are causing people to snigger a little bit more than ours. Well, I don't know if you noticed it today, but amid the welter of communications that we now receive from Donald Trump, and, and yesterday, and I actually tracked this because it had been driving me crazy over the Christmas and New Year holidays, yesterday my email box received 14 separate solicitations for money from Donald Trump. I could go and buy the pint mug that Donald Trump claims he has personally designed. I could give Donald Trump a bit of money and apparently I'd be in the draw to go and have dinner with him. Uh, quite uh, quite a, uh, a blandishment there to, uh, to uh, lay down some cash. How, how much for that one? <laughs> no, no, I, I think you just had to kick some... I forget 
what it started at, 250 bucks or something. Oh. But you put the money in, and then he's going to pick who he has dinner right. with. Um, so 14 separate attempts uh, yesterday to raise money from me alone. Uh, so Lord knows what happens when he's actually soaking people who do uh, give money to him. But amid all of that today, he put out a statement endorsing Viktor Orban for re-election in Hungary. Of course he did. Uh, another, you, you know, uh, right-wing populist in Hungary. And to see, you know, a former president of the United States endorsing anyone in an overseas election breaks all precedent here. They don't do that. Uh, but he's absolutely trying to uh, make sure that uh, um, uh, Mr Orban Orban gets back across the line, and no doubt he'll do the same with Jair Bolsonaro later in the year. Thanks so much for your time, Simon. Simon Marks, LBC's US correspondent, talking to us there from Washington, D.C. This is LBC. Coming up at one on LBC, Darren Adam. Keir Starmer will set out later today his vision for a Labour government and say that the Conservatives have lost your trust. But has Labour yet won it? Darren Adam on LBC.